Hello from Experience Points. This is Calric, and I just wanted to let you all know that Experience Points has started doing promo swaps with other really fantastic podcasts. If you stay tuned for the end of our show, you'll be able to hear about a great Australian podcast called Kids on Bikes today. All right, here's Steph. Just a brief disclaimer, for this episode, Eos, played by me, Steph, will be blind. As a sighted person, I have done research on the best ways to play a blind character and am striving to play this as respectfully as possible. Please forgive any mistakes I may make and know I am trying to be as mindful of harmful stereotypes as possible. Thanks and enjoy the episode! Hello everyone and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite all-queer cast Starfinder podcast. I'm Steph, your resident chief medical officer, here with a few announcements to kick things off. As always, we would be very grateful if you would take the time to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. Not only would it mean the world to us, but it helps other people find our show. We hope you are as excited about our show as we are, and we'll recommend it to your friends, your community, to other tabletop fans, and just about everyone. Exciting news! We're going to PodCon! Well, Kelwick and Kenny are, to be more specific. The rest of us will be there in spirit. It's in Seattle, Washington on January 19th and 20th, 2019. Come say hi if you're in the area. This episode of Experience Points, we're headed into the ruins of Timeless. Everyone adjusts to not having tech. Bra enjoys his first field trip, and we learn more about Eos's faith. All that and more on episode 33, Analog Angst. Greetings, adventure hookers, and welcome back to Experience Points, your favorite queer Starfinder real play podcast. I am your host, GM, and oft-times tormentor, Miu. <laughs> and joining me today are my victims, I mean fabulous cast. Victim number one, Kelric, playing Angus. I guess that makes me victims number two and three. Mordax and Silverblade, played by Brit. I'm Britt. Hi. I guess that would make me victim number four. I'm Kenny playing Absco Cash. Where are my weapons? And I am lucky victim number five. I am Steph playing Eos Dabari, who may need a seeing eye dog for this adventure. <laughs> and so I believe that our captain has a recap. Take it away. Short and sweet today. The Guardians just let us by. They aren't happy about it, but we're through. Thank goodness for Bra. Inviting them to ride piggyback on Silverblade has, has had some interesting repercussions. We didn't know there was a barrier that shut down all electronics. Luckily, between Eos and I, we determined that it's a stasis field, not a destruction barrier. So off we go. I think it's really good for Mordax, though. As Mordax's entire rig is now down, I don't know how it would go if Silverblade wasn't moving as well. Eos is also in a rough spot because their optical implants are also down. Now we get to explore the ruins of the city of Timeless. I am less than thrilled. And so we pick up exterior, the si ruins of Timeless. You are inside of a barrier. The sun is getting low on the horizon before you looms an ancient ruined city with a tall spire jutting up from the center of it. 
In fact, Absco, you recognize this spire because you specifically looked at pictures of it. It was okay. titled The Foundry. And to your right, you'll see The Foundry. <laughs> I will take your word for it. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. This is going to be recurring. She, she's not bothered by it so much as she's going to be sarcastic and salty about it. That's fair. <laughs> Especially because she knows it's going to end mm-hmm. when she leaves, or it should end at least when she leaves the... Uh, the bubble. Yeah. I did a quick perception right. check just to see what else is around us. If there are any dangers we should be aware of. And I got a 15. Okay. Those winged creatures and, and their many-eyed beasts have gathered close, like right up against the edge as they watch. But other than that, nothing seems to stir. The wind is non-existent here in this, within this bubble. What about, are we in a destroyed area or are we in the half that's not destroyed? No, no, no. It, it's all ruins. I'm saying that the picture oh. showed that, you know, the, the buildings were in various states of disrepair. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to imply that it was a, like a, a split in half kind of situation. No, it's, it's uh, scattered throughout approximately 50%. Okay. Aggregated. <laughs> I don't see anywhere else to go. So off we are and start heading towards the boundary. Hey, bra. Yes, Mordex. <laughs> how how are you how are you doing? I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> did um did um did Silverblade seem s- sad when you were going through? I I'm sorry. Silverblade sleeping right now. Can I take a message? No, that's that's all right. Thank you. I'll let him know you called. <laughs> <laughs> Mordex just kind of scrunches up her face like, uh, that's not what I meant, but okay, I'm not going to push it. Bra is unsensitive. Uh, inexperienced. Which is different from alien. Bra is alien <laughs> and has learned from a child, like kind of the alienness of him, of himself, and and the 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 newness of your technology. He's trying to be relate. This is him trying to be relatable. It's adorable. So as we move forward, do we see anything exciting, or is it all just quiet as we're walking towards this boundary? Yeah, are there like frescoes? <laughs> it's quiet. There's just completely ruined buildings. Some of them still have, uh, you know, a couple walls up or something. But even the spire, as you begin to approach it, you realize it doesn't look like it's in the best condition. Like chunks of it have chunks of the side uh, sides have fallen off. Huh. Not but in the best repair. Um, does there appear to be like a, um, a, a entry point or a, you know a way that we should go? Give me a perception check. That's a 16. Wow. A 16. You're not familiar at all with this architecture. It looks quite alien to you. I suppose we go (laughs) that way, and Absco kind of just gestures away. (laughs) (laughs) Vaguely ahead. (laughs) Okay. I quickly want to establish on Mike that 
because EBSCO had previously offered, EOS is following with her hand on his shoulder just so that she kind of has an idea of when they're turning, if there are steps in that regard. All right. So using your hands to sense body language so that you're, just kind you're of not hand able to catch? On their shoulder, just in a like directional kind of way. Have any of you ever seen Pearl? Cool. Am I dating myself way too much? Like, no, 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 no. Like, like you're, you're talking, I have to make sure you're talking about like crow, like. No. Crow. Crawl. K-R-U-L-L. Crawl. Oh, like crawl the conqueror. I was, I was sitting no. here going crow. Why, why crow? Why the crow? Crawl um, <laughs> is that, is like an 80s movie where it was like this five bladed circle thing that they could throw and it would come back to his magical place and. They had a Cyclops character and a wizard who was all into gooseberries. Nothing, huh? Okay, never mind. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, and I love me some '80s movies, but I, I am drawing a blank on that one. Krull, K R U L L. It's yeah, never mind. But it has an image of a blind person being led by someone else, exactly as you're describing. That is <laughs> perfect. But never mind. Whatever. I'm old. I, I was gonna throw out House of Flying Daggers. If anyone's into foreign movies, yeah, it's been a while. Good movie. It's on my list. I love that one so much. (laughs) Um, It's such an interesting character because she does. She is a sighted person playing a blind person, Mm -hmm. and she does talk about like all the research she did. So right now, I'm pulling mostly off that. Awesome. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Okay. So you. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where you're at. Is the the city's in ruins, the sun is setting, and there's a spire in front of you. And we're walking yeah. towards the spire. Yeah, Absco kind of just moves ahead, vaguely forward, where they vaguely gestured. <laughs> in general, toward the spire. Uh, the, cap- cap- Captain. Yes, Mordox. Um, so it's getting dark, and I have no flashlight now. Um, and I don't know if, if you, you you can do light without needing technology right sure i'll turn on my aura okay <laughs> I'll get i just wanted to check because i'm gonna be yeah what do you get your moat to do uh to shed light in a 20 foot radius around us your moat sheds light in a 40 foot radius around you Ooh. so are we casting a pink glow oh we are <laughs> a bright pink glow 40 feet out from you nice coming from this moat floating over your shoulder in that glow, Absco, you find a breach in the wall that leads inside. I totally play this off cool as if I meant it to be 40 feet. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 40 feet. <laughs> Mordox, if you need anything else, please let me know. Well, since you're shedding some light on the situation, I uh, saw... Jokes. Uh, <laughs> we have fun here. So, no, seriously, um, there's a... There's a little crack in the wall. I feel like we should be able to get through. Okay, why don't you go through first and scout ahead as we follow through. Eos, do you want to follow me or do you want to stay with the group? Um, I will follow you through. All right. If Angus will allow, I can follow using him to guide me then. If you want to scout ahead. Okay. That sounds reasonable. And... When Eo says that, I use the Vlaka language to respond because I know you're you're blind, and I know that there is a what? It, how does that work? It's tactile, so she would have to be touching you. 
I would walk up, and after you put your arm on my shoulder, I would respond using the, the tactile language. That, that's fine. Um, and did so, you pick that up? I'm a quick study. I'll remember that. Absco's going to roll stealth and move forward through the wall crevice. Crevasse. Crevasse. That's right. a 19? With a 19, you are quite easily able to get in through this uh, breach in the wall. Nice and quiet. All right. And um, you seem to be in some sort of office space, like a sort of like a manager's office or, or actually probably more of like a break room. You find yourself in what appears to be a factory break room. All right. I'm going to do perception. Hey, these rolls. 14. 14. It's kind of dark in here as your eyes are adjusting. Uh, you see two doors. And next to each door is a plaque. One of them has this very curve, uh, very curvy, flowing kind of font to it. Um, mm-hmm. You have no idea what it says. The other one is all jagged and spiky with occasional swoops. And you have no idea what that says either. But it oh. obviously looks like a, a plaque with, with words on them. So I don't know how well you can see without light. So I'll come in and lead Eos. I'll tell Mordax, Mordax. Take up the the rear position in case we need someone to follow. But also, I know that you have the analog pistol, and that's all. So I want you to be in as safe a position as possible with bra blade following behind. All right, then. Uh, I have low light vision, so as long as there is a small light source, I can see pretty well. Okay. But we'll all come through as long as I fit through the crevasse. <laughs> the wall hole. <laughs> the wall hole. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, fit through the wall hole. Say that five uh, times fast. <laughs> you you step through the wall hole and a bright pink light lights up the room. You are very obviously in what was once a factory break room. And so you see okay. two you see the two plaques. Now that's why I, I wrote those down into the chat earlier, because I now know that Angus can read celestial and infernal yes you can read celestial and so you see that the big swooping uh letters reads records mm. you cannot read the spiky other language the other spiky language are you sure <laughs> i put it in there and it is understood by none okay because i do speak a lot of languages he is our local i will double check if you I look will double in, check, but if you yep, your in, notes. I, notes. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I just yeah. Said. No, no, you don't speak that. Okay, just making sure. Would you like to make a linguistics check to see if you can tell what language it is? Hell's yeah! There's no linguistic skills. Would it be culture? Uh, yes, that would be it. Then, I suppose. I'm so used to Pathfinder still. That's a 19. A 19. You identify it as draconic. Oh, so I'll point out the. Well, that one says records room, and this one, and I spent some time staring at it and thinking, and this one looks like draconic, but I, I can't read dr- draconic. I don't know. Which, I suppose after having met Eve, that makes sense. Does anyone have any paper? Maybe we can take a rubbing of it for later in case it's important. Do you have anything that lets you understand languages you don't know? I don't, but you, you, you might have different skill set than I do. I don't really know everything you can do, Eos. So, 
she has share language, but I don't think it quite works the way that we're hoping it would right now. Mm-hmm. She can share her languages. Oh. Yeah, I was hoping it's a but... comprehend language or whatever that might let me. Nope. Mm-mm. That's okay. No, unfortunately, they didn't exactly teach us that in the military. And my well, planet's pretty remote. Since we know that this is to the records, maybe we go with the door we know. I agree. I think that makes the most sense. Let's check it out. Well, that way we can maybe get some more information on both entities and figure out what the hell's going on. I'm completely down for knowing what the hell is going on. Well, shall we? And Absco goes to the door. What is it like a normal looking door, like analog door? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they look, they look double down push doors. Oh, push doors, okay. I was like, is there a handle? Because they would look at it in disgust. <laughs> no, but 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 when you step up to them, they they don't open. Like you have to push them open with your hands. <laughs> yeah. So Absco kind of like puts their hands out and like touches the door and just like ugh, and then pushes. Such effort. It's good. It builds character to get your hands dirty. I hope. Did did anyone bring a hygiene kit? Always. <laughs> Angus is just ready like yes yes I did <laughs> Angus are you are, are you that friend that always has hand sanitizer yeah I, and it's just like would you like some hand sanitizer like you're offering someone a breath mint no like, I don't here. offer it that's What's for some... me if I need it <laughs> but if someone asks <laughs> I've, I've got it <laughs> I, I've had friends that are that are just like here you want some you want some you want some <laughs> like no I'm good thank you all right yeah, so shaking her head at the two of you. Uh, Britt, you are muted. Uh, I go. know. Okay, I wasn't saying anything because I'm not in the room. Oh, okay. My bad. I thought oh. you had said something. No, I'm just over right here. Behind. All right. So oh, Absco and Angus are specifically Sorry, in the room. Instructions. Oh, <coughs> Sorry, my bad. I thought that I was waiting outside the crack. I thought that was what Angus had said to me. Sorry. No, I was saying take up the rear. As a rear, okay. <laughs> I was saying, I follow there. from the beginning. Uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're in a train formation, and you are the caboose. <laughs> All right, so we have Absco and Angus have stepped in. Uh, they have begun discussing which way to go. Uh, what about Eos? Eos has their hand on my shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, I so you followed Angus in. Yeah, and relying on her sense of smell if there's any additional dangers, but it's only within 30 feet, so... What do we see? Does she smell anything? I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what would you smell here? I, 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 I don't usually have to think, like, <laughs> what would a being with the canine sense of smell smell in this situation? Lots of dust, and you know what? There's, there's this odd tingle in the air it like tickles it it, yeah yeah it like tickles your nose into her shoulder but Mm -hmm. all right and mordax with silver blade or bra blade i suppose (laughs) uh yes so in the life of mordax right now she's following behind the group she's trying to you know be jovial ish in their conversations but she is looking at this needler pistol in her hands with the most skepticism ever and just feeling incredibly vulnerable um and looking over at Brawblade and feeling very awkward about it now 
Ryan is just following behind, you know, looking around, making sure that nothing is jumping out at them. Meanwhile, Brawblade continues to struggle to move as basically what's happening is Bra's having to like grow and retract bits of fungus to perf- create like a muscular system that is able to move and, and force him, force uh, Silverblade's chassis to move forward. That is amazing. But he's doing it. Hey, 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 Bra? Yes, Mordax. You, you can stop moving for a second. Ah, <sighs> why am I doing this? I don't need to breathe. <laughs> hey brah um so are you not having fun is this a bad field trip oh no this is the most fun i've had in a long time all right i just wanted to make sure you were still happy you're Can the you be bestest happy? all right happy 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 what 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 is happy that's a really, really good question. I think happy is the the absence of sad. Can you be sad? Oh, this might not oh. be a conversation for right now, actually. Um, <laughs> we can keep going. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't... I don't even know what word to put here now. Operating without... I don't know. You're okay? We can keep going. All right. I am Brawblade. Great. Let's go. And, and with a great screech, he gets Silverblade's chassis to, like, brandish his sword. That's... And then gets stuck up there, so he just, like, starts wheeling forward with the sword above his head. This is really morbid. All right. All right, we're going to go. <laughs> you head. Uh, so I think that Abs goes um, at, the, at the door with the, you know, that says records, and they, they kind of were waiting for everyone to kind of come up into the room, and just they turn around and say, okay... This is at the moment when we've reached the limits of our plan. I want everyone to be aware that we're just making it up as we go along now, so that no one is surprised. Absco, I need a diplomacy check to see how good that rallying speech went over. <laughs> well, good, it's charisma. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a good roll. <laughs> everyone feels strangely bolstered by this. Once we're all in the new room, can I cast Detect Magic? It has a hunch. I want to see. I don't see. So what you I head see. toward the records room. You go down this hallway, and th- this bright pink light is is just bathing the walls, making it look really eerie. And as you enter the Hall of Records, you see a large room, and in the center, a single terminal. I just decide that I'm going to change my moat light to white because it's not set. It's pink is purely a vanity color for me. So I just make it white so that I can see things easier. Just like, eh, okay. Okay. So everything's white. I feel like, I feel like the, you know, this is kind of like people entering a pyramid and like the light is being cast from one area and there are shadows just absolutely everywhere and so like as we're going down a corridor we see like all of these like hewn like objects or stone or whatever and it looks very ancient not touched and like there's like particles in the air as we move and like we're going into this huge open room with the terminal and sheets of spider webs (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty darn accurate actually I don't know if this got missed, but now that we're in the room, can I cast Detect Magic? Cast Detect Magic. 
there is a definite magical aura coming from the terminal in the center of the room. Okay. M- Mordax, I know you don't have your rig, but I wouldn't feel comfortable about touching anything technological like this without you doing it first. I don't think it's tech. Angus, you may want to take a look at it. That's that, whatever that is in the center of the room. Since I don't know that detect magic, it kind of gives her a sight ability other than being able to see the magic in the center Mm -hmm. of the room. That it's, that's magic, whatever that is in the center of the room. So this may not be tech. Yeah, it's glowing to you. Just just kind of, you sense it. You feel it like a, like a warmth. Using so it's more magic than me or than Eos or Angus. Well, is Solari technically magic? It's yes. It okay. does ping his magic, yes, and it is more magic than the two of you put together. Oh snap! <laughs> okay. I'll use the Vlaka language to say okay and move forward with you staying with me. And what am I seeing again? It's a computer terminal. Is what it. That looks. is definitely what it looks like. Mordax. Come up here with me. This this looks like something maybe we should look at together. All right. All right. She'll head over. Uh, as they group up around the terminal, I'm going to start inspecting the area for what the terminal might be attached to. So if there are like any visible wires, conduits, right, anything. Uh, all yeah. perception checks. I want perception checks from everybody. I don't remember if my perception is affected by any tech stuff. I don't. I don't know. Angus is like, this is in front of me. <laughs> okay. Mission oriented. Okay. So we'll go down the list here. Absco, we are oh we'll, we'll we'll go from lowest to highest. Angus, you rolled a one for a total of nine. That I did. You are you see an indentation sitting on top of this computer terminal. But you can't quite make out what is supposed to go on there. Like, you can't figure it out. You're trying to think of, think it through in your mind. But you're puzzling over this, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Mordax. Roll day six for a total of 16. Uh, Mordax doesn't look like any computer tech you've ever seen. It is definitely a computer terminal, but the technology is something very different from anything you've ever encountered the closest thing the closest thing you've come to or you've seen is the anasites that inhabit this planet but that would be like hearing like ancient germanic roots and tying it to modern english you know what i mean like it, it way predates it like it's very ancient but you can just see the hints and echoes of it in the anasites today and only because you know what you're, you're what you're looking at next we have absco you rolled a 21 Mm-hmm. As soon as you look at that indentation, you can tell it is the exact shape of a holy symbol of Eve. Hmm. And Eos, as you approach this magic and you have your detect magic going, you get uh, uh, you take a nice deep breath and you inhale the arcane energies and you let them flow <laughs> through and around you and, and you, you can sense and smell that that tingles there, but it's it's concentrated here and it's a sort of bitter smell of arcane and divine energies interacting along with a sort of burnt circuit smell of technology all blended together and you can tell from that bouquet that this will unlock 
the terminal, if you put a holy symbol of Eve and some faith, it will unlock the terminal. Okay. Did we ever establish if only Angus has the holy symbol or do we each have? I made sure to give each of you have... one. Okay. So you have your- Including Brawblade. Everyone has one. Okay, I'm just checking. So what she's going to do with that perception check, unless, and I'm gonna, le- I'm gonna leave this open for anybody to try and stop her before this action is completed, since she can't rightly see, and if it, you know, given what everybody else notices. She's going to reach for the panel with the holy symbol in her hand and just kind of, you know, the way you would if you're not looking at something and you're trying to slot it into a position by like rubbing it against the surface until it slides into its little house. Yep. Yeah. Like a puzzle yep. piece that you're that's not sure that fits, what right? She's doing with the holy in a place like you would a puzzle piece. Um, gently as not to kind of like against the surface. <laughs> and since she's doing this all by feel. Angus being the closest one okay. to you is so wrapped up in just thinking about what should go there, isn't actually looking like his his eyes are a little unfocused, so he doesn't even realize until you're done with what you're doing, what you're doing. Real captain-like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I figured this would work because from all the conversations we've had going into this, it really does seem like Eos is the one, ironically, who has the most faith in Eve's intentions at this point. Because everything y'all have told her, Eve hasn't actively tried to hurt them. She's tried to help them. And the one interaction with 18, she's got no faith in that bitch. (laughs) So if she's going to throw, you know, her money behind one of these entities with at least a modicum of hope, it's going to be the dragon. And Absco kind of just lets it happen. Like, they want to see what's going to happen. (laughs) Of course they do! As you do that, Angus has this thought that, oh my gosh, is this going to turn off the the city field that stops electronics from getting in? What is going to happen? Just as your click into place. I'm like, this could go really badly. Yes, it could. Wait. But I'm playing the, you know, it's so beautiful. <laughs> This is what actually plans. <laughs> just based on Miu's amazing description of what it seems like to her. Mordax is just feeling very vulnerable and is just gonna <laughs> let that happen. She's just like clutching the little crappy pistol and also the survival dagger, even though she can't use both at the same time, just holding anything that seems <laughs> protective. Just waiting. <laughs> the station powers up. <laughs> A silvery blue light suffuses the entire chamber. The screen blinks at you in that spiky rune that was uh, said to be draconic. Great. (laughs) I activated it. Now we don't know what it says. So it seems to be awaiting an input. Mm -hmm. And yet there's no you can't find anywhere to put an input. Oh, bother. I will. I will remind. It's based on faith. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, Miu. I think you know by now. You don't have to lead me far. <laughs> so, what, so what question do we have for these records? What do we want to know? What happened between Eve and 18? Or, I mean, what is the adventure hook? <laughs> I mean, do we, do we only get one? I don't think so, but let's. I wanted to determine where we wanted to start. 
I mean, what's our priority here? I'm going to start with asking about 18 and Eve then, about their history. If, right. Unless someone objects. No, I, I mean, we have to know about them. But then I think the priority should be about the adventure hook, because that's the thing that they're both after. Yes, I'm hoping learning about the both of them will reveal something about the hook. Me too. Well, so um, we, we don't we don't know what that says, right? I don't even know that it's doing anything, Mordax. Bra, can you can you read that? Um. Ooh. Yeah. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. <laughs> Does Bra not have a? <laughs> they have access to a whole bunch of databases. Yes. When we're connected to the ship, can they connect or back remember. to themselves? Who knows? Or yeah, that's also or, true. Or could they connect with this right. alien system? All right. What is Miu gonna tell us? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop asking and find out. You see, Rawblade, come up to the to the terminal, and the whole casing shudders and shakes, and you see wisps of fungus like poking out, and then there's this big jolt. <laughs> And you hear the click of the shutter on the camera before the fungus just kind of wisps away. The the fungus that came out of Brawblade. And there's like smoke coming out of Brawblade's uh, case. Uh-oh. Bra? Bra? In response, again, the case begins to rattle and shake and it gets huge and wisps of fungus come out and then there's a click and a poof and you hear the whir of his CPU running, just And then this little weak voice comes out and says, it says, input faith. Does anyone have some George Michael songs? (laughs) (laughs) This episode is gonna come out after Christmas or else we could Make uh, everyone who say. listens to this lose Wham again. I know. I was going to say, I don't have George Michael, but I have some Wham. <laughs> <laughs> Last Christmas. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I hear Wham. And you have to understand, uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go was uh-huh. the number one song of the day I was born. Oh, oh that's oh. awesome. I am so old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Input faith. Input faith. I look at Eos and I'm like, I think this is your Bollywick. I think so. Thank you, Bra, for that translation. I hope you're okay. She couldn't see any of And the thumb comes up. Sorry. What was that? That was, that was Bra Blades no, trying, I, like, forcing his... I know his, that. Oh. She, in character. Oh, she, oh. Ah, I for, I actually forgot for a moment. Oh, crap. Yes. Yeah, there's just the, the screech of metal on metal. Perceive That was Bra, giving you a thumbs up. Thank you. Just wanted to make sure something didn't break. There might have been screaming if something broke. <coughs> True enough. Okay. So, hmm. Okay. My thought is they were reading... Everyone has read the religious texts from Eve's cult, for lack of a better... Were there any prayers in the writing that... Mm-hmm. There were. Uh, you you have found that she is credited as having brought civilizations to scaly kind, like brought civil, the 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 concept of civilization to them, government and laws, that she raised them. Uh, so she's also seen as the god of frost and dragons and community. 
and magic. Everybody has things. So I, I have this headcanon of us all like kind of linking hands around the thing, doing like kind of saying in a drone, our mother, who are a dragon, how to be her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no, the reason I started Is this your was approach? because I was like, why don't we just have abs go like dragon spit on it? Because that's like, oh, <laughs> because it's, gland. Wow. it's if, either if fire or work. acid. Neither good, I think. <laughs> no, that ice. No, but it's like a dragon thing, so it's like I am of the descendant of (laughs) Well, not a bad idea, but I've got like... (laughs) A lot of better ones. Not a lot. Um... (laughs) Well, and I think yours is like number three at the lowest. I'm sorry, that was so mean. (laughs) If all else fails, I'll just lick the podium. It'll be fine. With your magic spit, right? Now we're in the universe. Frog podcast for a second. Um, But so I think with all that, what Miu just said in mind, there's a very obvious reason now suddenly to me why. Um, Eos would have any faith in Eve, even though she's never met this entity, because it speaks a lot back to, you know, not only there are some similarities with Saren Ray, who is seen as the mother and the bringer of life and peace and healing, but she comes from a frozen planet where bringing civilization there is an effort. And those things are hard and doing that in any kind of environment like that is something in her mind to be respected and i slipped back into my own voice which is eos's voice so <laughs> this is gonna be fun oh no i love it you i <laughs> i like that 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 connection that you're starting to feel with eve mm-hmm. yeah it, it it's just it's right there and it, this may not be good later but who knows saren <laughs> may not be happy with you <laughs> right are they jealous I- I don't know. Uh, so, so I'm, the the gods continue much as they did on Galarian those thousands and thousands of years ago. Uh, you know, most people have one that they venerate above others, but you know, I, I don't you think can, that you Eve can worship other re- gods. They're they're pantheistic. Yeah, I don't think Eve is going to replace Saren Ray in any way, shape, or form. But she can respect Eve and have faith in that image that she has. I don't look at it in terms of the same kind of faith that you would for religion. It's more like the faith in trusting someone not to hurt you, you know, being vulnerable and have opened herself up to whatever may happen. She's already vulnerable because she can't see. So she is coming into this literally blind and Faith in its truest form is blind and is reaching out to this entity she has never met, has no idea of their intention, and just asking for help and information. And if, and if that's not faith, I don't know what is. I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> awesome. That was beautiful. <laughs> and so with all of this in mind, as you do... What? What do you do? <laughs> she spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a spit of faith now. Yes. <laughs> if she had any ice magic, then now would be the time, but she doesn't. She gives so the gift of water. 
<laughs> this is not fifth element. I was just going to go there. <laughs> uh, I don't have any fire. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we have so many bloopers. Hey, you know what? Oh, no, this is just going to That's be a laugh em up episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with her hand still on it, she's going to say this out loud. So, you know, me switching voices is her talking again. Eve? We come here seeking information. You have crossed paths with my companions a number of times, and we want to understand your relationship to 18. We want to use this information to stop them. And she does not care if anybody else agrees with her on that. That is her goal. She's going to fuck up 18 shit. (laughs) (laughs) As... Everyone watches this happen. Silvery light glows brighter and ice begins to form on your hand, up your arm, creeping along your fur, coming up onto your shoulder and up your neck. Scale-like patterns seem to appear in this ice. And then just as it reaches over your face, you pop out of existence. Oh. Oh! Okay! Just Eos? Just Eos. Eos is gone. Shit. Oh, shit. What did I do? What does the computer say? Yeah. The computer, where it was red flashing, it turns green and solid. And then goes back to red flashing. The holy symbol that she put in there is gone. <sighs> These things always come at a price. Did I just kill my character? I look around the room. Is there anything else to see? Literally anything. No. I use my graviton and photon experience. Did I feel anything along those two power lines that had anything to do with what happened to Eos when it happened? They both fluctuated in a way that you've never felt them fluctuate before. Absco turns to Bra and uh, Brablade and says, Do you have any sense of what just happened at the console? No. No. If I weren't so cynical, I would try it myself. But I don't know that I'd be accepted. Where did where did it take her? Eos, where did it take you? That is the question. You feel all of the air go out of the room as you finish saying your prayer. Feel your faith surge from deep within you, down your arm, and into this holy symbol and all of the air gets like sucked out of the room and you feel like you're being pulled apart in a million directions and then slammed back together as as your senses start to return to you you can see and and not with the the optical vision but with your eyes you instantly recognize this as your your baseline vision from before you your eyes got injured you are in a frozen wasteland with snow and ice blowing everywhere, yet you're not cold. And standing in front of you, a blonde-haired woman with silver scales on her cheeks and down her neck, wearing these, this blue, furry kind of armor. As she smiles and says, Well done. It's good to meet you, Eve. And she holds out her hand to help you stand. She takes it. Your hand I am passes trying right not to have her. a lesbian panic. <laughs> Your hand passes right through her as it flickers 
And she looks down and goes, oh, that's right. I'm just a hologram. I can stand on my own just fine. I appreciate the gesture. So, what is this adventure hook you wish to find? That was what I was going to ask you. Hmm. I can't say that I know of any... I I can't say that I know of any adventure hook. But perhaps we can find out together. What brings you here to Timeless? We were trying to find information on your conflict with 18. And perhaps you know this item better as the key. See the Eve hologram's eyes flash silver and ice. Uh, a, A small gust of blowing snow comes off of her. She says, well... It seems you have come a long way for this information. We have. And then she looks at you. She seems to like what she sees as she smiles. She reaches out and she just taps you on the forehead. And again, you feel the familiar rush of the air being pulled out of the room, yourself being torn into pieces and slammed back together. Except everyone standing around the terminal. There is a bright flash of light. And you too feel the sensation of being... All the air being sucked out of the room as you are torn into a million pieces and then slammed back together. You all, as you come to your senses and you look around, you find yourself on a windswept desert. The howling wind and blowing sand. Dunes in every which direction. Awesome. Um, ah. You hear Eos' voice. Eos, you're back to being blind. Okay. I was going to roll a perception check. I oh, no, you I can still roll a perception check. You, you still have scent. Yeah. I also rolled a perception check. Okay. 17. Right. Angus, you definitely heard Eos's voice. Looking up, you can see Eos in much the same condition as yourself. Eos, you can smell that your friends are nearby, but the whole place smells so strange to you. No, something, nothing about it is right. Smells like no place you've ever been, and yet smells strangely familiar. So we're not near each other. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, you can you can see each other. Like you're you're all fairly close to each other. Yeah, consider you're all within thirty feet of each other. Oh, okay. Eos, as you've all just landed in the in a desert somewhere. I hear you, Captain. Are we like face down? Are we standing? (laughs) Are we like we just like plopped, or we're just like. Shifted. Yeah, you kind of you kind of plopped. It's a very disconcerting uh, feeling to be torn into a million tiny pieces and then slammed back together, and to yeah. suddenly have hot desert air be the first breath you take, Did especially like. for uh, especially for Eos. Absco's very perturbed, um, <laughs> and as as they stand up, they brush themselves off. They squint their eyes and they spend an, uh, a resolve point to glimpse the truth. Mm. Nice. I like it. Nice. So what exactly does Glimpse the Truth give you? Within uh, 60 you, like, feet. Like true seeing, right? True sight within 60 uh, feet radius around me for one round. So like just a momentary glimpse of what is actually happening or where they actually are. Okay. You catch a glimpse of the desert with the wind howling, sand blowing. What your glimpse tells you is it's not so much where you are as it is when you are. Okay. Do um, with that glimpse, do I recognize the landscape? Like, uh, it, has it been a planet that Absco has been on? Okay. Just roll me a perception check. Sure. I want to see what you can throw together quickly. Twenty-two. 
22. Nice. You glimpse, you, you, you look up at the sky, see the position of the sun, at least, trying to think how to do this. Because you don't have a real night sky at the moment. Right. Nah, you know what? That's what it does. That's what your glimpse does, is it dims the sun so that you get to catch a glimpse of the night sky and all the stars. Mm-hmm. And then you think over the star charts that you spend so much time plotting courses on. Because you've seen a couple of those constellations before. Yes, you're sure of it. They're, they're navigational stars that you use on an Absalom station. Mm-hmm. But some of them seem to be in like completely the wrong position. Actually, a lot of them do. But it's, it's there. You're sure of it. So you're saying it, this it, is where Absalom station used to, is? This is? That's where you are. That's what, yeah. that's what the night sky says as they catch a glimpse of it. Yeah, I, I turn to everyone and say, this is, or was, Absalom Station, or will be Absalom Station. I want to do a culture check when Absco says that. Okay. Okay. Same. So, okay. that's a 24. Does that? Oh, 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 Natural 20. 20. Yeah. My thinking is... It starts... Is this... It starts... Solarian? Go ahead. It starts with Angus... And he thinks about that information and goes, is this Scolarian? And Eos, when, when Angus says that, you remember a desert country in Galarian. It fascinated you, the thought of there being a place as hot as it was cold where you grew up, called Osirian. Say that again so I can repeat it? <laughs> it's the desert nation of Osirian. Osirian, okay. Sorry, it glitched on my end, so I'm like, that didn't sound like a proper word. <laughs> Osirion, not Solarian. But that's what she says. My jaw just drops. Oh. I'm waiting for somebody to ask her where she was. This is a little bit <laughs> But we're all too like, yeah. I mean. We're all too like, we just popped into a desert. <laughs> no, we, we popped into Galarian, which has been missing for hundreds of years. At least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is this is pre-gap. Yeah, as far as we're aware, there's no. We don't know I, when we are. What happened? <laughs> then there was Absalon Station, and so this is huge. Yeah. Where you went is secondary. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, if we all popped into like a weird place, like Mordax is just going to assume we just you know, lagged a bit and popped where she had popped and not assume there was some secondary place unless it comes right. up in conversation. Smart. <laughs> is is Silverblade with us? Is is Yes. Brawblade, okay. Good. Yes, Brawblade is with you. And also with you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, As question. you all look around in shock. Go ahead. Ask the question. Are they working? Eos can't see still, so I'm guessing that means that her tech isn't working. Is Silverblade back online? Oh, shit. I am Brawblade. Okay, okay. Sand will not stop me. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. No. I try to take a step. Like, am I stuck where I'm at or can I move? You take a step, and as soon as you step, you hear clank. Eos starts, like, moving her foot in a f- to try and brush the sand away from where she's standing. You're brushing down into the sand, and you're hearing, like, metal scraping on metal, like... Anyone tell me what the hell we're standing on? I think we're... It doesn't seem to be coming from the sand. 
as you hear clank, 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 clank. And coming over the dune, just nearby, you see somebody clad in full plate armor. And this person seems to be conversing with someone or something on his shoulder as a cat person is there with like this that Egyptian black straight bob wig dressed mm-hmm. in the finest Egyptian clothing or Egyptian inspired clothing. This would be Osirion. So just so you have an idea of what it looks like. And then cresting behind, you see, cannot believe your eyes. You see an android, a, a hmm. robot, bare bones, just skeleton, just walking along behind them. Do they look familiar? No. Okay. I hear Mordax gasp when they see the cat person, and I check in on them. Mordax, you okay? Yeah, what's that? You know as well as I do. It's their people. And I start moving closer to Mordax, and I call out to Eos. Eos, come towards us if you can sense where we're at, or follow my voice. Absco, stay still. I don't know if we're meant to be active in this. This may just all be a show. It may, but I'd rather we be closer together if it isn't. Uh, Absco is going to stealth standing still. Yeah, Mordex will scramble behind uh, Angus. She's going to slowly move towards where she hears the motion with her hand outstretched so she doesn't walk into someone. As soon as she's in range, I'll put my hand out and guide her to my shoulder. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. what are you seeing? Well, right now, you are seeing a somebody in full plate who looks as though he's been, or they've been, you know, pointed at you. Still blind. And then waves. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. No, well, not you. I'm letting <laughs> Angus know what he's seeing. Okay. So he, he can tell you. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. As the cat lady waves at you. And this this robot steps in front of the cat lady. And... Aims an arm at you while she puts her hand on the arm and puts it down the robot kind of. And they begin to approach. Mordax, keep us informed of what's going on. I need to be able to talk. And I call out, hello. Oh. And you hear this voice. Give me, give me perception check as they get close enough for you to get within speaking range. That's a 24 for Angus. Oof. I got 29. Nice. I got a 15. 26. She is muttering under her breath, Eve, where did you send us? (laughs) For the record. As they approach, see here, Ordax, on the shoulder of the being in full plate, you see a, well, what looks to be a little bald man standing about a foot tall. As he goes, hello, travelers, what are you doing out here in the desert? Well, we have no idea, actually. We were somewhere else, and now we're here. Oh, that can happen out here. That can happen out here. Well, listen, uh, there's a sandstorm about to roll in. Uh, why don't you take shelter with us? Certainly. And who might you be? As we... And I... I as well... To come with. My, my name's... As well, my name's Flynn Patchy. And uh, this big guy here slaps the guy that you see now has this uh, full plate armor with spikes all over it. He goes, this here is Sila. He likes to study. And the, a voice comes out from the, the full plate. Sylar study. <laughs> I make my moat go like as tiny as possible and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't see that. They, they don't seem to be. He doesn't seem to be paying you too much mind. Like, Good. Uh, 
yes, to them, you don't look too out of place. And he goes, and, and this cat lady here, well, she's our, uh, our resident healer. Her name's Callie. And this here, where is a prototype that we're testing for the Church of Abadar. Please meet 18. And that is all the time we have for today. God oh, damn. Suck. So I was waiting much. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking heart attack. Oh. And so, for experience points, I am ever your unabashed tormentor, Miu. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at MiuPlaysGames. I don't want to wait two weeks to figure out what's happening. I'm Keller. Oh. You can find me at EQ Points and at Cormaline. Oh. I'm, I'm Brett. I play Mordex. I'm Atomic Firebird. That's it. I'm Kenny, and our listeners are very lucky because they'll find out next week what's going on. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Punderdrum. Hi, I'm Steph. I really want to know what I got us into. told you I'd be back with some announcements. Experience Points is expanding with two new podcasts. Catch Kelric and Kenny on Cuminera, premiering Friday, January 18th. Kelric is stepping into the GM seat for this homebrew campaign of Numenera, a system by Monty Cook Games that is set in the far future built on the bones of previous civilizations. Our three explorers are following the commands of the Order of Truth, to help people gather information and retrieve magical or scientific items. What could possibly go wrong? And coming to a Twitch stream near you on Monday, January 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific is Session Zero of Pun Times. The inaugural game will be Slasher from Higher Grounds Games. Kenny will be taking on the role of director with Kelric, Miu, Callie from Roll to Fail, and myself, Steph, as survivors. And Jess from D20 Dames, Bitches and Liches, and Cuminera is our killer. Stay up to date on all three podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and coming soon on experiencepoints.com. Pardon our dust as Kenny works his tail off updating the website. Until next time, Adventure Hookers! 1965, Swampskit, Massachusetts. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. That's Kat and Randall. They're from Texas. Um, hi, Mary Sue. Garrett has a thing for Mary Sue. It's Mary. Mary does not have a thing for Garrett. In fact, Mary has a thing, a very secret thing, for Walter Green. Of course she does. So does Meg. But none of that matters, because Walter Green is missing. What? You had me. He's missing, and you're all suspects. Sir, I believe you're mistaken. On what grounds? I'd like to see your badge, please. Cousin Cusshole. It's possible Officer Ross isn't looking in the right place, because Walter, well, he disappeared near the woods. And that group that lives in the woods, they're different. Hollow, tell him what you told me. Um, I'm a witch. It's Kids on Bikes, available wherever you get your podcasts.